Everyone turn over to Luke chapter 18 really quickly. Let me just share this link in my community platform really quickly. Luke chapter 18, we're going to have a talk about something pretty serious. Now, just to be clear, uh, I won't always uh, bring in the public when we're in the middle of a, a retreat and especially um, private sessions like we're having now. So I'm only going to talk to them for maybe about 12 or so minutes, uh, and then I'm going to open it up so we can go into our workshop. But I want to I just hit you guys with a little bit of fire. The title of this lesson, you can call it whatever you want, but as long as you put the word persistence in it, you got to be persistent. You have to be persistent. This is not a time in life where you can casually be walking around and diddle-daddling in and out of your relationship with God. It's not a time. There's too much at stake. There's finances at stake. Am I right? There's your family. There's work. There's all the pressures of life. There's so many things going on in this world. I cannot express to you all how important it is as you begin this journey. We're going to be together for almost 12 weeks, by the way. And congratulations on all of you who've, who've, who've now signed up for the necessary retreat. But I'm going to be on you just like I was prior to, uh, prior to when I just started uh, pressing recording on this button. If you're part of this, I expect that you're going to be doing those assignments, that you're going to be, you're going to be following along with the process and the flow. Because as I said before, you're not in this because you like me, you think I'm cute. You're in it because each one of you all have said to me, Z, I'm ready to grow closer in my walk with God than I've ever been in my life. Or Z, I'm ready to start hearing from God. Or Z, I'm ready to start growing in my business. Or Z, I'm just so tired that I pray and I don't hear from God. How many of you all have said that? I pray and I don't get the answers. Or sometimes I'm just not clear on what to do. You can't walk around cloudy anymore, baby. Those days are over. So this lesson that I'm going to do briefly, and I'm going to be as brief as I can, I feel such fire on me. We're going to talk about the importance of being persistent. I want everyone to turn over to Luke chapter 18 right now. Come on, God, do what you do best. This is an amazing, amazing parable that Jesus told. And this sets the pace for what we're going to talk about today. So again, keep your mics muted because I've invited the public to come into this. So there's other people hearing this live right now. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the, the importance of being persistent. I have been up since four something this morning, four something this morning, sitting in my closet with God. And let me explain to you why. And this passage is going to back it up. It's not because something bad happened. Nothing really bad happened, well, at least this week, right? Nothing really bad happened. There's really nothing major going on. But, but you got to see, there's pieces of me you don't get to see. It's the warring in the spirit. It's the refusal to leave until his presence is with me. I said to God this morning when I was in my closet praying to him and just praying and crying out and asking for his presence to be revealed in my life. Show me who I am. I said, I refuse to leave. I refuse to go out into this world if you can't make your presence known right now. I refuse to speak to anyone if you can't speak to me and give me the words to say. So what I'm about to give you all right now is what God gave me. But guess what? You missed the part where for about three to four hours this morning, I'm warring in the spirit. I'm sitting before him. I'm singing before him. I'm reminding him of his passages. I'm confessing my sins. I'm saying, you gotta draw near to me. I can't stay low. You gotta take me higher. This is too low. Show me how I can lift you to the world and how I can help your people. Let's turn over to Luke 18. Luke 18, this is what God took me to after I finally came out, walked out of the, the closet and, and opened up my Bible. Luke 18 is absolutely beautiful. And I hope that this answers what so many of you amazing people have asked me on our private Zoom calls. Because pretty much 
just you guys don't know this because I've met so many of you, but many of you all have said to me the same thing. It's a combination of I'm not clear what to do in life, not clear what the next step should be. So much has happened. See, I pray to God. I don't hear from him. I don't hear back. You know, I want to be able to hear from him. I want to be able to know what he has to say. Well, let's see what Jesus has to say about this. Luke chapter 18, the parable of the persistent widow. Now, this time I'm just going to read from my NIV real quickly. It says, then Jesus told the disciples a parable to show them that they should always what? Oh, I forgot I have you guys muted because I, I don't want social media to hear you. But always pray and not give up. He said, now listen to this. In a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God, now this is the unjust judge talking right now. He says, even though I don't fear God and I don't even care about men, he said, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see to it that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. You guys catch that? You catch that? And in verse six, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? That's why I'm lovingly challenging you all to be persistent. I'm not yelling. I'm not judging. God knows my heart. If you only knew my heart, how much I pray for you all. And I pray that throughout this entire uh, 12 week retreat that you're on with me, that your lives are radically changed. I do. But I'm not the one that's going to be able to give you your answers. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You're going to get that in the spirit from dwelling in the place with God. So let me just read a little bit more. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find such faith on earth? Will he find faith on earth? That's why I was talking to you all a little bit early when I said, who's all gone through the warm-up exercises? Who's all going through the, 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 the platform? Who's doing the prayers? Will he find such faith on earth? And I'm not talking down to you. I'm not judging. Please don't think I am. God knows I love you but I'm trying to give you what's going to help you. So this is a beautiful parable that Jesus is telling about an unjust judge who don't even care about people. But he's saying, because this widow keeps coming and wearing me out, let me just take care of her because she's wearing me out. Now, when I break from this and I end the live, I'm going to ask you guys, why do you think he even gave that parable? And for those of you who are listening along, you can put your answers in there. Why do you think he even spoke on that parable? Now, if it, now this reminds me a little bit of Luke 11. Turn over to Luke 11, chapter, uh, Luke chapter 11, and we're going to go in verse 5. This reminds me of this really bold neighbor. There was this neighbor who went to this man's house in the middle of the night trying to ask for some bread. But it's a really, 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 really good story because, again, it's showing this boldness that I'm not going to turn away. I need what I need. And Jesus is telling us, I need you to be like this persistent widow. Wear me out, in other words. Sometimes I say to him like this morning, especially after about, I don't know, maybe it was an hour or so, I'm not hearing nothing back. I say, I guess you're just going to have to get tired of me. You, you just are going to have to get tired of me because I'm not leaving until you speak to me. 
I'm not going nowhere. I'm not trying to do no retreat and help nobody if you don't give me the words to say. So you standing there, I'm just going to stand here. Now, I know people may say that's weird. Why would you talk to God like that? But you guys got to understand it's an intimate relationship. It's an intimate relationship. So let's look at Luke chapter 11. Ooh. Luke chapter 11, verse 5. Here's another one. Luke 11, verse 5 says, um, first of all, Jesus was teaching them how to pray. Uh, but we're going to pick it up in verse five. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. So can you imagine somebody coming to your house, knocking on your door at midnight, talking about lend me some bread. So what? What? this is what I love about the passages where, where I want you guys to pick up on. You got to understand, you never just read the Bible just to read it as it is. You, you got to pick up on what's happening in the backdrop and pick up on this pattern or this flow. So I'm teaching you this flow right now. And so far, the first flow we're seeing is he's saying there's an unjust judge who don't even care about people. But because this woman keep wearing me out, he's like, uh, this unjust judge is going to take care of her. Now he's teaching again. See, can you catch this flow? In, in verse five, he says, this is Jesus saying, suppose one of you has a friend. And he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. So in other words, I have some unexpected guests that came to my house and I don't really have no food to feed them. And I'm knocking at your door on midnight. Yes, I know that's being bold, but whatever. I need help. Listen to the response in verse seven. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you something. I tell you, though, I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him bread because he's a friend. Now, listen to this. Yet because of the man's boldness. This is Jesus teaching you something because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find knocking the door will be open for whoever asks receives. He who seeks find and he who knocks the door will be open. Now, I already know what some of you are thinking, but Z, I have been asking. I see you smiling on camera. I'm looking right at you. You know, I have been asking. I have been. He didn't say you're going to get it the first time. That's why he gave the story of the persistent widow. This woman kept going to an unjust judge who don't even fear God and don't even care about man. But what he's telling, it's a secret that he's given us, you guys. And the secret is he's saying, keep coming. First of all, he heard you the first time. That's a whole nother passage. I won't get into that but keep coming. Be persistent in this. That's why I had my butt up at four something in the morning, going to him in prayer. And I'm like, wait a minute, something's off. I don't hear you. Oh, you, you not answering me now? Let me start praising you because I know enough to know that Isaiah 61 teaches me righteous. He will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. And I know enough to know that you, you, I hate to use the word woo him because some people would take that the wrong way, but it's almost like you woo his presence. It's almost like, you know, but I love you so much, God. Oh, you still ain't speaking to me? I'm going to come to you and pray some more. Oh, I don't ran out of words to pray. I don't know what I say. I'm going to sing some songs to you. Now, you would have thought something's wrong to me with me because I'm sitting in my closet literally singing songs to God. I probably sung about 10 songs, singing songs to him, wooing his presence. And then you get into reminding him of his word. That's when you put that pressure on his integrity. And you're like, wait a minute, you say that you will rescue those who love you. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. And then I'm quoting Psalm 91. And then I'm, I'm quoting passages from the Bible, Psalm 27. You know, you're reminding him of what he said he would do. 
You warn them. Then I go into confession. God, search me. See if there's anything offensive in me. Is there anything about the way that I run my company that you don't like? Is there anything about the way that I've treated people that you don't like? What is it in me that, that's not smelling right to you? And sure enough, he put a few things in my heart. You know, I won't go into that. But he's like, yesterday when you was at the restaurant, you could have been more graceful with that weight. I'm like, God, you know what? You're right. Put me through that situation again. He, when you were in the store the other day, you were more focused on the things you need to get. You didn't realize that woman was being nice to you. I put her there because she needed a word from you. I'm like, God, you're right. Put me through that again. Okay. So you go through this stage of sitting and just having this back and forth like conversation with them. Let me keep going. It also reminds me of a passage. Uh, and I'm not going to talk for too long. For those of you who are joining, I'm in the necessary retreat right now with some amazing people. And I just wanted you all to come in for a little bit of this. I see all the comments coming through. I can't read it right now, baby, but I give you my word. I'll go back and listen and, and read the comments. It reminds me of Genesis chapter 32, verse 26. Who knows what happened in Genesis? Who knows who was sitting there wrestling uh, with God? Some people say it was an angel of the Lord. Some people say it was with God. But who, who was that wrestling with him and saying, I refuse to let you go until you bless me? Now, you know, you got to be pretty bold to be like, I refuse to let you go. I see you smiling, uh, Argy. I see. Who, who, who wrestles like that? Who, who was that? You guys say the name? Okay, right. I see one of the members popped up the name Jacob. That was good. So let's turn to it really quick. Genesis 32, verse 26. Again, I'm not preaching at you guys. I'm not casting any kind of judgment. I'm just trying to get you to find this treasure chest that I found, this source of knowledge and information. That's all I'm trying to do. All of your problems. And I'm not against mentorship and coaching. You know how important I think that is. I have my own coaching program. So of course I think mentorship and stuff is important. That's why you're on this 12 week retreat now, right? All of that's important, but none of it, none of it holds weight against the word of God. So that's why I'm starting this off with this. So go to Genesis. What did I say? Genesis 32, go to Genesis 32. I ain't going to go through too many scriptures with you guys, but I just want to go through a few. Go through Genesis 32. Uh, and I believe it is in uh, gen, uh, chapter, uh, verse 26. J Jacob was just something else. You guys got to keep it. This is what I love about the Bible. If you really, what time is it? I got to watch the time. You really get into it. It's just so amazing. Jacob is called what the heel grabber. He's the one stole his brother blessing. Jacob did all kind of mess, right? But he was bold enough to be like, I ain't letting you go till you bless me. And later he was called Israel. 12 tribes of Israel was named after him and all that good stuff. But I love it in verse 26. Then the man said, so in verse 24, uh, so Jacob was left alone with a man wrestled with him to daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But jo Jacob replied, I would not let you go unless you bless me. Who's bold enough to say that? I would not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name would no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. That's pretty powerful that Jacob actually had the audacity to say, I'm not going to let you go. I ain't letting you nowhere unless you bless me. Now, for those who've already been going through the platform, you know that you're, you're going through the lessons now. These first three weeks in this retreat is all about who are you? It's all about who are you? That's the first three weeks. You've, you guys have already been in your first week already. That's why I was getting on you a little bit about making sure you're doing the assignments and going through everything. We got to know who we are because we're laying a foundation. 
How can you build on something when the foundation isn't solid? And what I'm trying to teach you is that if you can't escape through this, I'll pray a little bit here and there, and maybe every now and then I'll read something, but Z, I really want to get to the good part of the program. <laughs> I want to get to how do I start my podcast? What do I do to make passive income and grow my business? How do I write and publish a book? Or how do I do this or that, right? I want to get to some of that other stuff. What I'm trying to tell you, I cannot drill this into you enough. Making the money and growing a business and all that, that's actually the easy part. It, it actually is the easy part. The hard part is becoming it first. A business can't be what you ain't became. A platform, even if you're not into starting a business, a platform cannot be greater than who you are. That's why I'm pushing and I'm focusing on, you gotta focus on who are you? How does God see you? You gotta get ingrained and get that foundation solid. Because as you begin to build and grow, and you guys have already read my book, Necessary, so you know we're going to get into all of that, right? Right? We're going to get into all of that. But as you begin to build and grow, if you think more opposition won't come your way, I don't know what to tell you. I don't even know what to tell you because it's actually biblical. So you got to get some oil in those jars now. Fill those jars up with oil. Don't wait for the bridegroom to come and then all of a sudden try to go borrow some oil. It don't work that way. You're filling those jars up now. So the whole premise of this, and this is why I've invited some of you all in. I hope you all are enjoying uh, being in on a part of this. I see there's hundreds of messages, but the whole part of this is being filled in his presence. And I'm going to tell you something. It does not come cheap. That's the problem that I see. So many of us, and I'm not judging you guys. I want to be clear on that, but we think it's a cheap cost to pay. We pray a little bit, we read a little bit, and we wonder why nothing's going on. Pay the price. Dwell with him. And I understand it ain't easy. Not everybody can spend hours like I do. I get that. The only reason I'm able to spend hours, the reason I've been up since four something this morning in my closet, praying, singing songs to God, confessing sin, talking to him, praying some more, then about a good hour or more just in Bible study to prepare for this even more. It's because I don't been through hell and back. I know what hardship looks like. <laughs> I, I'm going through things even now, some things I can't even talk about. Some of my closest, closest friends, maybe two or three of them, know they said, Z, if, if, they, if people only really knew even some of the other things you couldn't even write about yet, because God didn't release you to write about it. If they knew some of the things you're going through right now, they would say, you gotta be lying, you gotta be making that up. Don't think life is all of a sudden easy for me, baby. But that's why I go in the spirit. Because then when I come out of that presence with him and I had to fight, it took about an hour, hour and a half before I even felt his presence. But I said to him, I'm not going out there in that world if you ain't going to speak to me. I'm not about to talk to people if you ain't got nothing to say. No, 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 no. I said, your presence is worth more to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Oh, you ain't speaking just yet? Well, let, let me let me woo you. Let me get into praising you. And then it just become this beautiful thing where honestly, I just couldn't get enough of his presence. I didn't even want to leave the house and come into the office, to be honest with you. Because he shows up like the jealous God that he is. Like, okay, come on. My, my baby is calling out for me. She's been doing this for, uh-uh. I, I got I to show myself. And then he began to speak to me. And then he gave me, this is what I want you to talk about. Now, I'm not going to turn there now for the sake of time because I didn't want to talk too long. But I really want you guys to write down Daniel. Daniel chapter 2, verse 21 through 22. Daniel is a beautiful example of seeking God's presence. And if you look in verse, even chapter one, verse 19 through 20, it says in every matter, 
Daniel, and remember his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were found to be 10 times greater than all the magicians and enchanters and all the people of the land. Why? Because God filled them with knowledge. So that's what I ask God. Give me visions and dreams in my sleep. Oh, I wish I can go on now. Well, maybe we can talk about that next week. How God, oh my God, the things he does in my dreams, you wouldn't believe. Keep me awake in my sleep that I may know who I am even in my sleep. Give me dreams and visions and encounters. Show me what's to come. I can't even go into that with you all right now. Show me what's to come. Talk to me even in my sleep. Daniel dwelled with him and God filled him with wisdom and knowledge. So I'm pushing you all to be persistent and going before God. Now, before I end these lives, I wanna give everybody here two questions to think about, but I wanna to talk to you all about these two questions. My one question is how persistent are you? Someone says, where in the verses of Daniel? So Daniel chapter one, verse 19 through 20, really just read all of Daniel chapter one and all of chapter two. Uh, but if you want the specific verse I'm referring to is Daniel chapter one, verse 19 through 20. That's the verse that talks about in every matter, Daniel was considered 10 times greater him and his friends. And in Daniel chapter two, uh, verse 21 through 22. Those are the specific passages. So here's the two questions. I want to close out this live and I really want to spend at least a solid 30, 35 minutes with you guys. Um, how persistent are you? How persistent have you been? Have an honest conversation with yourself. Can't have a cheap relationship with God, especially right now with everything going on in this world. Are you kidding me? You're going to mess your butt up if you get out there trying to start a business or grow something or do something to go out on a platform or whatever it is, and you ain't dwelled and spent time with him to get some divine insight and direction. Everything that I do, my staff would be the first to tell you, I got to commit and go before him in prayer. I have a big purple word right in front of my desk. When I come in my office, my staff know, don't bother me the first, what, 20, 30 minutes, because even when I get here, I got to play my worship music, get down on my knees, because this company belongs to him. Put him first, then he gives me divine direction. And I wish my staff can come online and tell you some of the things God has told me to do to navigate me through the industries and through the times when it didn't even look like it was going to happen. And once it happened, my staff's like, Z, thank God we made the changes and decisions we made or we would have been messed up. I go, I know. But God gave me that in the spirit because he warned me. I don't want you to go down this path, do this. That's where that wisdom is that I want each of you all to tap into. So my first question is how persistent are you? My second question is, what do you actually do to stay and remain in his presence? Because that seems to be the hardest thing right now in this society. Even for me at times, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I fall asleep in my closet when I'm sitting trying to pray to God. I'm like, God, I'm sorry I fell asleep. But what do you do to stay and remain in his presence? What, what, what specifically do you do? I gave some examples of mine where I'm like, I ain't going nowhere if you ain't going to talk to me. I guess I'm just going to wear you out and you're just going to get tired of me. Because I don't have no other gods to run to. The, the buck stops with you. <laughs> so you may as well start talking because I'm here. And then I go into singing, I go into praising, I go into confession sin. Um, I go into talking to him. I go into reminding him of his passages. Sometimes I'll sit and just meditate on his word. You name it. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to remain in his presence until, until I get that answer. So you all write down your answers to those questions. You can turn your uh, cameras off uh, for a moment and take some time on just those two questions. I'm going to say bye to everyone else here online. So give me just uh, maybe two minutes and let's go into talking about what have you learned so far in your very first week in the necessary retreat. 
I want to know what have you learned. I want to make sure you all did all the workshops. And I did see your feedback. I appreciate that. You guys have been giving me feedback through the week saying you're learning so much. Your eyes are being opened. That really encouraged my heart to know that. But I want to talk to you specifically to know what did you learn, okay? So I'll be back with you guys in about not even two minutes. Let me say bye to everyone else on social media so you guys can turn off your cameras and mics for just maybe two minutes. Just make sure you keep your mics off uh, so they don't hear you on, on social media. So we just finished our live uh, workshop uh, training session, Q&A answer session. I specifically do not record that because I like to respect privacy, but uh, there were some really, really good points made. I do have to say uh, one person in the group, you know, she started off by saying, you know, she believed God today is able to meet us where we're at. I wish I would have said that when I spoke live because that's such a good, gentle point to make. Um, sometimes we're so tired and we're so weary you know, uh, it's hard to even go into that space. And, and like I was this morning where you're just in war, I'm not always like that. So I'm really happy that she brought that point up. Um, so if, if you're feeling that, if you feel like, man, I want to be persistent and I'm trying my best and I'm just not there yet, please don't be discouraged. Just know that God will meet you where you're at. It's the heart that he's looking for. So I'm so grateful that she brought that point up. That was such a good point. Um, uh, someone else brought a point up um, about uh, being afraid or, or just not anticipating the challenges that are ahead. And uh, someone really made a really good point about that, not being afraid, uh, going through the exercises, the assignments, and just trusting that God is going to lead us along the way with that. Someone made a point about um, being afraid of making the wrong decision. And she even said, hey, this week I made a bad decision and, you know, I just, I, I just sort of, I'm sort of scared to make the wrong choice. And I'm really glad she brought that up because that reminded me of how God is able to make crook roads straight. And I gave her an example from a sermon I heard one time when a minister was talking and he said, we're so afraid of making wrong decisions. And sometimes the door is over here and we want to follow God, but we end up way over there. He said, well, don't you know that God will move that door right over there? And, and it was so comforting to hear that. So that's one of the things I shared that it's okay. We mess up all the time. We really do. But God is able to make quick road straight. Um, someone said that she was uh, glad to hear about the lesson of being persistent because she thought that, you know, we're supposed to be going to God really only once in our prayers. Uh, and it's kind of like not being she didn't use the word faithful, but that's kind of what she was saying by constantly going back to him the same thing over and over. So she was very pleased to know that Jesus actually used that couple times in the Bible with this neighbor that was bold enough to come in the middle of the night and even with the persistent widow. And he was saying, be like this persistent widow. Wear me out until you get your answer or get what you want. So I love that. Someone said they love the live uh, that I did the other night about the different paths um, that the seeds can be on. Remember, we did a lesson on that. The seeds can be sown along the path, some along the thorns. Uh, some of them sprouted up and, and, and multiplied. She said that that was very helpful. Um, and another person said that the finally statements, which is a part of this program that really empowered her, she felt like it literally was like breaking the chains. Because when you write your finally statement, you're really making a, um, it's almost like you're making a proclamation um, um, before God, really even before the enemy, saying this is what God has shown me that he's going to do and show up and do in my life. And I love that she said it's almost like it broke chains, it broke ties with the enemy. And she said she felt such a release um, when she um, when she when she wrote that statement. And one member said that she loves that uh, God wants us to just seek his presence. That's really what it's all about. So I pray this has encouraged you all. I want to encourage you to continue with the warm-up exercises. If you have not gone through it, you do not need to to be feeling bad about that. I want to make that really clear. My heart, just so you know, is I just want to help you. 
and I want you to utilize your time well. So even if you can only get through one or two of them this week, please know, do the best that you can. Walk through these exercises and allow yourself to um, uh, have a mindset shift where you're you're walking through the finally statements and you're you're writing your self affirmation. You're going through the get unstuck challenge because we're laying the foundation for what's going to happen in these next several weeks as we go on into module two. So I love you all. I pray this has been encouraging. Bye bye.